0: Yeah, yeah. When I'm in Texas, hop in the bag of the truck. I got a bag and a buck. Ended up bagging them up. We both have some interesting, tender stories, I feel like. Not a lot, though. I feel like you have a lot more experience than I do. I
1: mean, most of mine are just because I want the story. Yeah. Right? Like, well, at I have a, certain a tender point, just for fun. Yeah, at a certain point, it turned into, like, I, I'm i not really looking for anything out of this right now. Like, I want a good story to tell. Yeah, and you I get I mean, some good I have one it. person to kind of thank for that. Uh, me and you both know who we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good guy.
0: No name's said. We're smarter than that. Great guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I think the first one that comes right off hand is, this one was actually, like, fairly recently. It was, like, a month or so ago. And I was just casually on... I think it was on Bumble. And matched with this girl. On Bumble? Yeah, on Bumble.
0: So do you prefer Bumble or Tinder?
1: I think a lot of it is just like... Especially since I'm just trying to have like a fun time and talk and hang out or whatever. it, It really doesn't matter.
0: Do you see more success on Bumble or on Tinder?
1: Like, if I was actually trying to... Get a date. I would prefer Bumble.
0: Uh, if you're looking for wifey, wifey's yeah. Bumble. I like can see
1: that. To, like Tinder at this point has too much of like a connotation to it of just being like a hookup app. Not to oh, say yeah. people don't use Bumble or Hinge to hook up too, but it just has that connotation.
0: I completely agree. I think Tinder definitely has the stigma behind of like you know still kind of the hookup app, especially like coronavirus times. Tinder's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder is completely thriving in coronavirus times. Uh um, who
1: Bumble's like, here, we'll let you video chat with your matched person.
0: That's weird. That is weird to it's me. Like it's like
1: 98% of our users prefer a video chat first date.
0: Who... P- Who's who pulled who did they pull for that? That's what I want to know.
1: Who's just like, Oh, yeah, I've messaged you a few times on Bumble. Let's like FaceTime right now.
0: I don't know. That's not it. That ain't it. No, I don't know about that. That's sketchy. I mean, I don't know. I've never met up with a girl off a dating app. I rarely use them. Like (laughs) the the first time I ever used them, me and you put the like, we shared our screen on our phone, or I shared my screen from my phone onto our TV in our living room. Uh. And we went on was it Tinder or Bumble?
1: I think it was Bumble.
0: I think so too. We went on Bumble and just started like swiping left and right, you know, all the whole shebang. And that was fun. We had like little co words for like yes or no. And looking back at it, our fucking back door <laughs> that aims out towards the busy street was open the like entire the entire time. So anyone that walked by or drove by, one hundred percent saw us just on fucking just
1: flipping through people on Bumble. I wouldn't even say they were words. It was like noises being used for yes, yeah, no, and maybe. Was like, maybe it was like, huh? uh-huh. what, was the,
0: what was yes? Do you remember what yes was?
1: I think it was like the boyo-yoing. Like, oh my fucking God, why? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that Do you mean, remember what the no was? That's the one I can't remember.
0: I feel like it was like, eh, but that's not it. It was, uh, was it a fart noise. <laughs> I
1: think it might have been a fart I, noise.
0: God, are we 13? I mean, it's so, we were, so we were
1: uh, <laughs> slightly intoxicated.
0: Yeah. You guys had to convince me to get the uh, the Bumble slash Tinder, but it's fun. I mean, it's fun to go on there and just like, you know, see all these people. It's just a weird concept to me. But you've actually met up with girls from these dating apps. Yeah, like
1: a, a couple um, where it just kind of remember, depends. Remember, time
0: out. No names. Yeah, there's no names. No names.
1: Uh like, some of them go well. Some of them, it just kind of dies off really quick. You know, like, meet up with them a couple of times. Uh, i trying to think. I don't think I've ever actually dated, dated anyone off of no, it. I think there
0: was one you talked to for a little bit. But besides that, that was kind of it.
1: Yeah. Right? I don't know if it was, like, actually, like, we're dating kind of thing. It was more of, like. It's moving that direction, and then it just kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of people having successful relationships and stuff yeah. off that off that, but
1: I uh, see. I think a lot of the problems stemmed behind the fact that we were all in college. Yeah. Right. So a big thing at that point came down to like, especially at a certain point, like let's be honest, we were trying to flex like frat parties and dumb shit like that. And that's all we were trying to do is just, like, we wanted girls to come to the parties. And then the other part was, like, we just wanted someone to, like, drink and hang out with. Um, And then especially because no one ever really thinks they're going to meet anyone they like, like, really like off of them. That when it kind of starts moving in that direction, that's when people start getting really hesitant about it. Like, hmm, I don't know. Was I actually ready to get into a relationship right now?
0: Well, people get weird about it, too, because... Like, I feel like there's kind of a stigma behind saying, oh, yeah, we met on, you know, this dating app, you know, FarmersOnly.com or whatever. Christian Mingle.
1: What, Christian, Christian
0: Mingle. Yeah, whatever the fuck you guys meet on. There, you know, there's some kind of stigma behind it. But I don't know, I've, I've never, like I said, I've never been up with anybody before. I know that you, know, you have, um, one of our roommates has had some success on it, um, but... Anyway, here comes Addison speaking of the roommate, but he's not the roommate. The other roommate would be no one that has success on those. But I, I've never done that. It's a little bit different for Addison. One. What's your? What would you use the dating app, Addison? What do you think? Fuck no, I don't need it. Okay, so Addison says no. <laughs> That's a hard no from Addison. See you, buddy. Um, what I mean? What has been your worst experience? I guess on the dating apps.
1: Uh, I mean, I feel like there's like a a tie at the top between like a bunch. I think the first one that comes to mind is the one I was talking about earlier where it's like a month or so ago. Master of the Girl, she had like two pictures. I was hanging out with a buddy. She only had two pictures? Like just two pictures. Oh man,
0: you gotta have at least like three or four.
1: It's like two pictures and like the bio just said the city she was from. Sketch. And wasn't from Texas. And a buddy of mine's like, this is sketch. We're gonna Google her first name and the city. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's see what comes of this.
0: Oh, it's this story. The oh, first fuck. two links that oh, pull up no. when you
1: search that is two wedding pages. Oh
0: fuck! That's not that's not it, bro. We're talking about like
1: RSVPing and like telling you about the location and the vo- like the venue and like. What all the date times, everything about the the couple, all their, like, pictures together.
0: That's so rough, man.
1: And uh, because it was Bumble, she messaged me first, and she was asking me, like... What
0: was her line? Do you remember what it was?
1: She's like, hey, I'm new to the area. Do you know any, like, good places to get brunch?
0: Okay, mimosas. I can fuck with mimosas.
1: And so... I'm down. It was after she sent that, that's when we... Googled everything, and from there it turned into it's like, okay, what do we say to this girl now that we know? Like, either one, she is recently called off the marriage, two, she is going behind his back and doing this, or three, they're like swingers or something, yeah, which is so, kind of weird. At like, I mean, even if they're 23 swingers, years yeah. old, it's kind of that's a weird,
0: yeah. If they're swingers, I don't even want to get involved in that, anyways, so. yeah.
1: So, it was Buddy's idea at this point. It sounds like I'm passing everything off on him, but that it's just kind of his thing when it comes to dating apps.
0: I mean, honestly, that's he's not a bad. The, idea. He's the
1: one-liner. Like,
0: quicker. it's not. A, it's not a bad look. Like, if, if I'm gonna like on a dating app, I'm gonna meet up with somebody. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. So, I mean, that's not a bad idea to like check up and be like, "Is this person fucking crazy?" Because yeah. we, so, we have a friend who recently met somebody and like a month later it turns out they're a registered sex offender really like, yes like like that shit happens. that's scary here comes the dog
1: <laughs> hey ollie joined what's up,
0: in buddy what's your boy but so i mean so you met up with her but, but no actually, no I never I did that's right that's right i that's never right.
1: met up with her it's from there like he basically kind of starts controlling the conversation for me
0: your friend is talking to her. On yeah, your behalf, just because basically.
1: like his ideas for what to say were just funnier in the moment, so I was just kind of letting him roll with it. And the first thing he says is, "I know a great place for mimosas, but you can't take name of her fiance there."
0: Oh, so and called she, her out a little bit over and here. Okay. First okay. thing we say
1: is that. Oh boy. And then she's like, "Oh, so you're a detective?" And I was like, "Yeah, Google is really not that hard to use." And she's like, well, I don't know what to say. And I was like, well, I think you'd be perfect for my friend. And it's at that point I gave her the phone number of the buddy I was with because he's like, I don't care if I'm home her right now. This would be hilarious.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Because he wants the story, right? Well, so like, I don't point, want any part of it at that point.
0: Yeah, well, at this point, too, like, it's, it's juicy. Like, like what the fuck's going on here? Something ain't right, obviously. Like,
1: he, he wants a story. Yeah, so some,
0: something's not adding up, clearly.
1: And she got, like, really defensive about how, like, she was just looking for friends and, you know, like, just moved to town. And, you know, she's still getting married. And, like, they have opposite work schedules, so they don't see each other all the time. And so, like, she was just looking for friends. But the moment I gave her the phone number of my friend, yeah, he she texted him and said like, "Hey, who's this?" And said, like, "Oh, she hey. actually texted him." She texted him.
0: That's and sketch. That's fucking sketch. He's
1: like, "Hey, it's blah blah blah, his friend."
0: I don't like that. And that's when she's like, yeah, "Hey, right.
1: what do you look like?" And it was what? at that point. What, what is It's the- like okay, so you're really looking for. Friends, but you you want to know like what these guys look like
0: that's so frustrating but like honestly because there's like, a friends part of
1: bumble i was kind of like if you're just looking for friends but
0: that, this, but this leads me to this though i like nowadays honestly trust no one everyone like has their own like ulterior motives in mind no one gives a fuck about anybody anymore. I feel like I feel like trust nowadays is so hard to come by. Like like our friend group and like the the trust we have for each other is so rare to have. That's why like I cherish it this that much more. Because nowadays I feel like it's so hard to trust fucking anybody. Because everyone's just out for their own selves.
1: Oh yeah. It's I've picked up on it so much more, especially like after Graduating, yeah. Or like, I can kind of understand you want to like do you, you know, establish yourself. But like, the mummy kind of start wrapping other people into that is where I'm kind of like, no, nah, like, just don't waste my time or your time.
0: He <laughs> caught his tail. <laughs> he caught his tail. For the people that aren't watching the video, if it even if it even goes up, Ollie is currently chasing his tail, and he just caught it. I'm very proud. Good boy. Look at you.
1: That's progress.
0: I, mean, he's, he's I remember different.
1: watching that for months and him never getting close.
0: His hand-eye coordination has come, you know, tenfold. It's it's. Remember when we used to live together? Initially,
1: it was like you could throw it at his face and he would just whiff.
0: It was so bad. And now I'll throw it like over there, and he'll run and catch it as like you know little element over here. Yeah, we thought you got a a slow one. A he wasn't dog. all there. Uh, I mean, he's like 90% there <laughs> as he's like, Barrr. yeah, he's a vocal dog. He's a big cuddle bug though. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I have Ollie. You have Rambo. Segway. Here we go. Ollie, Rambo, kind of cool friends. Rambo, a bitch though, because, well not, he's a bitch. It's but the
1: only time I've ever really had like a
0: problem problem. He, well, we thought, or you thought and i was convinced as well that he got out this yeah. is back when we were in college actually no we were both graduated right we were gradu- i was yeah
1: i was i was graduated you were in your last semester
0: yeah and i am in bed it's a it's a, it's like no at night. you
1: had we had literally just been somewhere and you dropped me off and i like come into my apartment
0: well i remember being in bed, watching TV or movie, like, comfortable with my girlfriend at the time. And, like, very... What's the I'm looking for? Like, very content. I was, like, so happy. I was like, oh, I get to lay in bed, like, watch a movie, drink some wine, and go to sleep. And then I got a call. Was it a call or text?
1: I called you because after you dropped me off, you know, it was a fairly decently sized apartment and he had free reign over all of it. And when I came back in, didn't see him for a little bit. And then I kind of started getting slightly concerned. Like I couldn't find him.
0: Yeah, it was, so I started checking
1: everywhere and that's when I remembered some of my roommates had been slightly, uh, this, the the, pouches, uh, like they'd been slowly moving out already, and so there would have been points in time while I had been gone where the, the door, door might have been yeah. left completely open. I was and terrifying. I was sitting there freaking out, like "Holy shit, I can't find him! I don't know how long he could have been out if he's got if he's been out, right?"
0: Also, right of, after he is not an outside cat. No, not in at, the at all. Slightest, he would not last. No, outside,
1: and. Right after I went outside, I saw a cat. In It's dark out at this point.
0: It was dark. In your defense, it was dark. I
1: saw a cat. Now, mind you, he's a tabby cat, so he looks like just about every other stray cat that you he's see. A, yeah,
0: he's a pretty stereotypical cat.
1: And I just saw this cat, like,
0: bolt across
1: this. And into the this bushes. Area. Yeah.
0: So we didn't even get a look at him. We just saw this cat bolt into the bushes, and we were like, okay, that's him.
1: And I was like, Carter, uh, I think Rambo got out.
0: Well, I was right there. At that point, I need, that, that I need point,
1: someone else here, and he's. Tra- I think this. I think he's trapped in the bushes, and I just need a second person to scare him to the other side, and I catch him.
0: Yeah, so we went like full recon mode. Like we had a game plan. We got the the chalkboard out. We got the X's and O's and everything. We had it sketched out. We we're like, okay, we're gonna scare him back towards the door, and then at that point, you would scare him inside the house. We felt really confident. <laughs> we were very, very confident. About this plan. I feel good about it. Yeah. So I show up. You're in a panic. For obvious reason. It's your pet. It's your animal.
1: Like, Well, it's like I hadn't even really had him for a long time at that no. point. So I was just like, I rescued this cat. And now he's just going to end out in the wild. Which is like, you know, I felt bad.
0: I mean, at least he had a, you know, a couple months of a nice life.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but,
0: no, I mean... We we did good. We really tried. I felt really confident about it. And like we were like, okay, we're gonna do this. We got him. He's right here. We know he's in this bush. And so we go to get him. And the plan does not go according to said plan, to put yes. it lightly. The cat bolts
1: out of the bushes and across the street into this like deep yeah,
0: Rambo's gone. He's dark just,
1: woodsy well, area. Not,
0: not yet. He darted into some other bushes, and we chased him from bush to bush for a while. For like it was
1: like a sh- it was like a row of bushes, like hedges, yeah,
0: yeah. And for about thirty to forty-five seconds, we chased him around, and then he darts across the street into like these woods, and we're like, I look at Blake, you look at me, and I literally look at you, and I go, "Well, Rainbow's gone," and you were like yeah. so upset. So defeated, just defeated,
1: just like like just. I'm just gonna walk home at this point. Uh, I guess I'll call the.
0: You can't do anything at that like point, the animal shelter. Like yeah, he's I do, gone. He's
1: tagged and was, I was he
0: chipped? Just, oh yeah, if he got from the animal shelter, he had. Yeah, and so yeah. I was
1: like, you know, I'll call them. You know, if they find him, you know, I'll get him back. But you know, considering where the area he had just ran into, I was like, and the kind of cat he was, I was like, I don't, I don't think he's gonna make it.
0: Yeah, he was definitely an indoor cat. And uh, I agree with you. He would have struggled out there for sure.
1: So, and, we,
0: and I looked, I mean, when I, when I told you he's gone, I thought to myself, like, this cat is, is not going to last it through. But, but saying that, me and my family, you know, a little side tangent, when we were on vacation on a cruise one time when I was very, very young, I was still in high school. That's not, that's not that young, but I think it was a sophomore in high school. We had this dog, small dog. It was a shih tzu. It was a very small dog. And our neighbors were watching the dogs. And it got out. And it ran into the woods. It ran far away. And they called us the first night we were gone. The dog got out. We tried to catch it. Couldn't catch it. It's gone. And so I feel I feel the pain. And I'll elaborate on that in a minute. But I, I, I had the same feeling I had with you I had then. Which mm-hmm. was, it's fucked. Like There's nothing you can do about it.
1: Yeah, we just... I was just like, thanks for trying to help. You uh you went back to your apartment.
0: No, I didn't. And no, yeah. We, we went back to your apartment.
1: No, no, no. You you were like, I'm super exhausted. Oh, did you I know, go home at that point? Yeah, you went home. Mind you, going home for you at that point was like driving around Hold the on. corner. Time of out, the time out, you ready? Oh, oh. can ASMR. Yeah, for real. Sorry. Continue. So you went back to your place, and I just kind of sat outside for a second thinking maybe, you know, like, Cat would come back or whatever.
0: Well, you told me, too, like, I'll put some food out. Maybe he'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, Uh, so, I mean.
1: And the moment I opened my front door, he's, like, five feet away from the front door just staring at it. And I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me.
0: Yeah, we were chasing a stray cat for mm-hmm. like five minutes yep. <laughs> just around the fucking complex chasing this fucking cat. And I get a phone call. The second I get back home and the girl I was dating at the time, I mean, what the fuck, I was dating, Sage, I walk in the house and I told her what happened. And she was like, that fucking sucks. And I get back in bed and I'm like, man, I feel so bad for Blake. This sucks. I got a call from Blake. Um, uh, he's right here in front of me, and I was (laughs) motherfucker. I was like, "Fuck! All right, well, at least you found him." So all is well that ends well. And it's funny because the same thing with my dog that ran off into the woods. She was in the woods for a week. We were on a cruise, a Disney cruise. For it was, I think it was like five or six. I think it was four nights, five days. We get back, and so we start driving around. The second we get back, we're like freaking out. Like, you know, I had told my my family that it would be I would be shocked if we found her. It is extremely unlikely that the small dog somehow survived out in the woods with no like human fed food for five days. That's all she knew was human fed like kibbles and bits, whatever, food. And the we're out there for like not even 30 minutes. And my my parent my mom and sister found her by the woods. And called her name, and she like kind of ran a little bit, and they followed her, and then I think it kind of clicked. And she turned around and then realized it was my sister, and then we ran to my sister. And I was just absolutely shocked that she would made it for five, four nights in the woods, this tiny ass dog, but Do she made also it. You have that dog. No, that was Maui, oh, and okay. she. Dude, that dog went through hell and back. She had That happened to her. She got attacked. She got out. She was an escape artist. She got out another time and was, like, cruising around the neighborhood, having the time of her life, and these two other dogs, our neighbors down the street had these big-ass huskies, jumped through the window and attacked her, and it was the second time this had happened. Not to her, but they had attacked another dog and, like... Almost killed it, like multiple stitches, like like really fucked this dog up. And they fucked her up pretty bad, but not like as bad as the other dog, but they popped her out of her socket. So we were actually leaving to go somewhere, and we couldn't find her. We were like, surely she's somewhere, you know, doing something in the house or whatever. Yeah. Like, our dogs, our small dogs always go hide in rooms or whatever. And as we're leaving, she comes trotting up the driveway with her eyeball hanging out of her socket. And so we go to the vet, they put it back in, they tell us, hey, you know, her eye is going to be compromised, it's probably going to pop out of its socket again, so if it happens, take, and for all the listeners out there, pro tip, if your dog's eyeball pops out of its socket, if that ever happens. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, take a spoon, put peanut butter on it, and then put the eyeball in the peanut butter, and then shove it back into the socket. It never happened, thank fucking God. What? Yeah, but that's what they told us. And so, oh, I actually have another story for you. And so that, I mean, it never happened again, but after that happened, because you have to report that to the vet, and the vet reported it to the city police or whatever, the ASPCA, whatever the fuck it is. And it was like the third issue with the dog, and so they told the, the, the dog owners, like, you have to control these dogs for more attack, and you have to, like, get rid of the dogs and put it down and so they they moved the dog somewhere else. I felt bad, but if your dog is like attacking people then it sucks. But speaking of something like that, we were at, when I was in Lubkin because we went to uh, Addison's parents' house. I got up early and was having coffee with his parents, and as we're having coffee and Addison's upstairs, no one's in his room still, their dog on the patio has a seizure. Oh shit. Literally. It was the craziest thing like we're sitting there, me and you know his mom and dad in the kitchen and all of a sudden we hear like a rust, like a the plant outside falls over. We look outside, the dog is seizing. It's crazy. Wow. Insane. I mean, the dog was fine. Apparently the dog has a history of this. It wow. happens. And so they had like anti-seizure medication that like, you, you know, they put the tube in the butt and you did some medicine. It, it will like, after 5, 10, 20 minutes, it goes away. The dog recovers. But it's terrifying, man. I, I just, pets in general, I'm a big pet guy like Ollie, Rambo, anything like that, I can't even fathom whenever Ollie is was, was to pass away. Like, that terrifies me. I'm going to yeah. be a mess for, like, a month when Ollie passes. Just, it's rough. just the, the thought alone. Like, it, like, Rambo with you, like, that's the saddest thing ever. Like, whenever our family dog died, so...
1: Yeah, that was fairly recently, too. Yeah.
0: Well, we had... So Maui passed away. She um, fell in the hot tub... During, um, around Christmas time, it was like the winter, it was cold. Mm. She fell in the hot tub, drowned and that that sucked. And that hit me pretty hard. I had to take a day or two off school. Like I was very, very upset. And whenever our most recent family dog died crew, he, we saw it coming. He was kind of struggling. We had to put him down. My dad, my dad asked me like, Hey, like, I'm going to go put him down. Do you want to come to the vet? I told him, I was like, I can't. I just can't. There's no way. Yeah. And, like, whenever Addison was dating, you know, his most recent girl, he went with her to put their family dog down. That is just the hardest thing. I, I can't... Like, I just can't. I know yeah. Ollie, with his hip dysplasia already, at, like, a year and a half old, that's going to be the reason I have to put him down. And it it's just so fucking sad. I, I can't even fathom that.
1: I think it's even, like... It's just more sad because you can already kind of tell why it's going to be. Yeah. And there's not like, there are some things you can do to help him, but, you know, it's just, kind of born that way.
0: It sucks, man. I just, dog, you know, animals like dogs and cats are a man's best friend. I do, I'm a big dog guy, though. I think dogs are better than cats.
1: I mean, I grew up with both. Um, I think they have their pros and their cons like
0: do you lean towards cats or dogs uh
1: in my current living circumstances i lean towards a cat like
0: oh yeah but just in general would you say cats are better than dogs or dogs better than cats
1: i would probably like be fine with having like both
0: but you gotta pick one pick dog or cat. if i gotta
1: pick one i'm picking a dog uh but if i if i'm living i would be fine having like both especially like if you raise them together like you kind of get like the best of both worlds yeah. You know what I mean, where this just like cats are cats just, just
0: chill. Yeah. They're more like mind of their own whatever. business. Yeah. yeah. They, like, it's like
1: I say this all the time. Me and like obviously Rambo lives with me, but I, I think of him as almost like a roommate where he just kind of does his own thing throughout the day. And I just kind of clean up after him and
0: take care of his shit. Yeah. And there's like we Hang me. out,
1: play every once in a while. Yeah. And would, but he kind of entertains himself at this point. So.
0: Just like me. Whenever we were roommates. You know, just <laughs> I take care of myself, you know, clean up after me. I just manage on my own. Yeah. Whatever. I come
1: in and check on you every once in a while, make Feed sure me. you're okay.
0: Yeah, clean my litter box. Make sure you, <laughs>
1: your insides aren't burning. Yeah.
0: I'm not dying at the moment. I mean you've had to, you've had to take care of me in my dying moments, but
1: I will say though, back on the uh a more light hearted note on the seizure thing, if I ever get to the point Where I'm having seizures and you need to stick a tube up my ass to save me. Oh, just put me down. Just put me down. I don't, nothing up my butt. No, no tubes, no nothing. I'm good.
0: Yeah. I mean, so speaking of that, at what age, like at what point, whenever, like, if someone's wiping your own ass, at that point, you're just like, just kill me. Just, I'm done. I don't want, I can't, I
1: can't anymore. I feel like it's easy to say, just kill me. Now, like at our age, just put me out of the fucking misery that is me. Then you gotta start, like at that point, you're probably at the age where, you know, like grandkids or whatever. And you feel like if you just say, like, kill me, you're just breaking everyone's heart. But like, if I've lived a good life up to that point, you know what I mean? And I'm not really leaving a whole lot behind, you know, like, yeah. I'd say just do it. I don't,
0: I think 75 is a good age. I think after you get like past 80, especially like 90 like oh my god just i'm done i mean cuz
1: i'm done with that right now where my grandma just had to be put into uh, a nursing like a home m- or memory care facility because she's That's crazy. got like dementia like 84 85 years old and it's just fuck that bro it is fuck so weird that. having a conversation with her where it's like she has zero filter but at like the, a certain yeah. point you know it after i've answered the same question 5 times where she thinks like I'm my dad, oh. it starts getting really weird.
0: Well, that's the thing that's like hardest about getting old is like when you start having like dementia. That's the one where you lose your memory, correct? Or like yeah, uh, that that's crazy. Like fuck. Could you that. just
1: imagine one day just not remembering like anything? Like you just think all of a sudden you're twenty I've seen, years I've, old. Yeah,
0: I've watched YouTube videos where it's like like a, a son or a child is talking to their like, grandma, grandpa, or, like, you know, their mom or dad, it's old. And they're just, like, every 45, you know, minute or two into the conversation, you can just see their memory just, like, fading. And them being, like, wait, who are you? Or, like, you know, I've seen videos where it's, like, do you know who I am? And it's their son. And the, the mom or dad's, like, "Yeah, who are you? It's, like, You're, I'm your son. That's just so sad. You know what really gets me, too? Whenever, like, the, the military homecoming videos – Oh, those will make you cry. Those will get you. Have you watched those?
1: <laughs> yeah, those the no, it's the when you come back from being deployed and the dog sees them for the first time. Those are the best out.
0: videos. Yeah. Uh I do think Whenever I come back out from being out of town and Ollie does not freak out to see me, I get pissed. I'm like, why are you not excited to see me? You should I be get excited so every
1: time I come over here and like Ollie hasn't seen me in like yeah, a week fre- or so. He freaks like out. That. He's
0: like, yeah. oh my God, you're back. Yeah. Where have you been? They know you, then he knows your scent. They, they're like, oh my God, it's this guy, this motherfucker. He's I back. mean, I
1: took care of him plenty of times. I'd hope he remembers.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he loves you. Ollie is such a good dog, honestly. Like, he as he gnaws on his foot right now. <laughs> but <laughs> He's a little bit of a shithead, but he's a really good dog. I, I mean, you can judge a lot about someone based off their dog, in my opinion. They always say like a dog reflects the person that raises. He, raised he
1: them. is you in dog form, one hundred percent. I, I
0: would. not Yeah, I, I, I could see myself gnawing on my. There's foot. no.
1: You cannot dodge that. He is you in dog form.
0: Good. He's a loyal, good guy. I would hope I'm him. Me and him. Me and him. He's, a, he's a, such a good guy. Not me
1: always and, the brightest, but. Kind okay. Of. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> chill out. Chill out.
0: <laughs> chill out. No, nah, I mean, you know, I'm. I mean, it's it's different because Rambo is not the same as like you though. Actually, like, cats, cats, cats don't, don't, really don't mimic.
1: Do that, like, there's a, you know when people find out I have a cat, they're like, "What the fuck? You have a cat?" And there's always the story. I mean, I could go into the story how how I got him.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not like a very in- intriguing story. I think the better story is. Whenever we were at living at back at the the switchyards, we broke into the other because like our side of the complex is brand new. They had two stages, like the, the you know stage one, stage two. Yeah, and they were building stage two. We broke in. We didn't break in. The, the door, door was ajar. The door was propped open. But
1: that was when we were getting like emails from the property manager saying like, do not let in people who do not live here. Because they were having like homeless people, I think like sneaking in and like living no, yeah, on yeah the they other were sta- side. they were
0: living in like the the community rooms. Like, no, I like, think
1: they were going into the other building.
0: Probably. When we? Because when we, the when, people working yeah.
1: on it were like leaving the doors ajar with like a fire hydrant.
0: Well, when, not a fire when hydrant, we broke fire extinguisher when we broke in, like there were many furnished apartments that were just unlocked. Like, yeah, or not furnished. I'm sorry, completed apartments. Yeah, like. If you're a homeless man or homeless woman, or whatever you were living the fucking dream.
1: Oh, yeah, sleeping there, probably but, no but, running water, but you know, yeah, it,
0: but, shelter. but I mean, tell, tell the story/slash adventure of us going through there and like you know, exploring that.
1: Uh, so one night, drank a little bit too much, and we're kind of like, huh, we noticed that you know doors ajar let's go in there and look and see like you know maybe that side looks nicer if the styling was any different like somehow we had made a mistake picking which room because we had moved in like two weeks after they had finished building the entire like the first half of the complex and so we sneak in the elevator was working And we're like, okay, let's start going through all these floors and seeing, like, how it's laid out differently. Because that was also where the – because they had advertised to us that there was going to be some, like, special uh, clubhouse on that side. And we're like, okay, we got to see this clubhouse because we haven't even – we've been living here for two months and we can't even use it. Sneak in and we notice all of these rooms have basically been finished, just need, like, final touches – but they have no doorknobs on the doors. So we just start going through every room, saying like, oh, let's look at this floor layout. Uh, Let's look at this. Oh, look, this one has, we were like, it was probably one of the weirdest things because we were just slowly noting like, oh man, I wish my closet was that big.
0: Well, yeah, and like they had had, we had never toured any other floor plan besides what we had. So we were getting like the full, you know, Exposure to everything they could have offered to us. And it was just kind of cool to see like how you know this was laid out and that was laid out. But they had like they have the fancy locks on the doors where it's like a little fob and you you put up to the door and it's like yeah, they eh. hadn't
1: installed those yet. No. So it's just you open the door and you're yeah, in. Yeah,
0: there's just like a really a cutout where the doorknob should be, and it wasn't there. So we're just like, you know, living our best lives, walking through these this complex, whereas any homeless person like I said, is living in a fucking five star resort now. Living here, which I'm not. I'm not shocked they did that. If you're homeless, I mean, what do you have to lose? Fuck it. I mean,
1: I'm still surprised to this day because we found all the uh, closet racks. Yes, laid out in the hallway, and we were sitting there debating, like, I do we really, take some of those racks and like add them into our own closet at this point?
0: I really wanted to do it. I really did. I really, really did. Except for
1: the fact they were like. Ten feet long metal things, and it's like, okay, how
0: do we sneak this? I from could Well, there side was also the cameras, other. and that's what really was like. Okay, I don't want to get caught on camera. Like, how are you gonna explain We'd that? we have
1: only been the- there for like a month or two, and it's like, let's tr- let's not get kicked out.
0: Yeah, I don't want to explain that to the property manager when they call us the next day. Like, hey, we have you on camera uh, walking out with some, some fucking <laughs> metal shit. Uh, what is this about? I'm just. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So about that. Uh... Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. It's crazy too because the that we were so excited to use the pool there too, and then not until the very end when we went hit, to that
1: pool like four times while we lived together.
0: Well, it was finally summertime to use the pool. It finally heated up, and then there was COVID, so I, we couldn't go to the pool. And then,
1: then they had like the twenty five percent capacity. I think that's still there. 2%. It was
0: literally. I think it was like. 10 people max to go to the pool and it was such a pain in the ass it was so annoying the gym was closed and everything it was very i mean you know covid is what it is you got to respect it we
1: needed to have played pool more in that like the the pool clubhouse
0: i would this sounds so lame but i would go play pool by myself it was a very very nice pool table with like you know the very nice pool cues and like they had the balls and everything. I did
1: always wonder where the fuck he would go. Sometimes where I'd be like, where did he go? Yeah, I, I would just I guess that's what you were doing.
0: Well, I would go for a walk with Ollie and then I would like walk by and like the pool, like the what was that like, the clubhouse was just sitting there. And it's so nice. And we when we when we moved in and signed our agreement, we were the second people to sign a lease. And we were like the third people to move in, I think. So everything was quite literally brand new. And no one was touching it. No one used it. Like No one utilized anything in that complex. Like the, I guess like the game room that we had, the top corner of our complex was nice as shit. It had like games like Pac-Man, like the, the golfing simulator. The simulator. Yeah. It's, it's a golfing game where you get a ball and you fucking roll it and everything. It had everything, but no one ever used it. And so like, I was like, hey, you might as well, we're paying a, a pretty good amount of rent. We paid like what? Like 950 each or 850 each.
1: Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think it was like eight fifty. I think
0: Even, yeah, when it was evenly split, it was eight fifty each plus you like plus electricity.
1: Yeah, so it ended,
0: up, it ended up being like well, water was pretty much included. Electri- uh, wi Fi was and besides the last two months or three months, Wi Fi was included. we bought like the upgraded package and everything. Yeah. So like besides, you know, d- d- with utilities, we ended up paying like like nine hundred bucks each, nine fifty max for
1: that brand new place. It was a steal.
0: Oh, with the vaulted ceilings and all the counter to- Oh my god, it was so nice. So pissed could- you left. Okay, I work in Fort Worth. Like, well, okay. I didn't you think You know,
1: like you worked at I didn't the think Fort coronavirus York.
0: would last this long. I kept thinking it'd be done with. Oh my god. Have I told the story about the whenever coronavirus hit going to New York? I don't think I have. No. So like
1: He was a dumbass for doing this, by the way.
0: I mean, it honestly wasn't the worst idea ever, but it was pretty dumb. So Whenever coronavirus hit the my girlfriend at the time again Sage she'd always want to go to New York and so coronavirus started to like kind of hit a little bit and it was hitting New York pretty bad so the flights in and out this of This was when
1: New York was like the, epicenter. the worst part of the US.
0: Yeah, New York was the epicenter. Like it was but only like one part of New York and it wasn't like the part we were going to but it was nonetheless like New York New York was getting hit really hard but not our section. And so I I went online for fun because people were talking about cheap plane tickets. And I was like, okay, like, fuck it. Let's see what we're working with. And like round trip, plane tickets, hotel, everything was like 500 bucks for three days, two nights or something like that. Like three nights, two days, something, I don't know. Or no, three nights, four days or two nights, three days. One of the two, it was super fucking cheap. And so I was like, Hey, I mean, let's go to New York. Like when can we ever go to New York for like 500 bucks? Never. Never. Like typically, that would be the hotel room alone. Yeah. And so we go, and it was crazy, like, how dead it was. Because i have been to New York multiple times before COVID had hit. And, like, Times Square, everywhere we had gone was just always packed. But during COVID, it was empty as fuck. It was so weird. It was so weird seeing it empty. And so she got to experience everything. I mean, like... There was one day where we we, had, we made a list of like, because she was a big fan of Gossip Girl. And so she wanted to see all the Gossip Girl sites. And so we made a list. And we hit like one thing after the next, after the next, and just knocked it out. And there was no one there. Like every bar we went to was empty. And we met people there that were there from like out of the country to see New York. And they had like lost all this money on Broadway tickets, all these shows. And they'd, they'd bought like tickets to go see. You know, like the sports teams play in New York. And they were
1: trapped there too, right? Like and they, they were stuck. Leave.
0: Yeah, they couldn't leave. They were stuck, and they couldn't go back to their home country. And so, me and her were just kind of chilling. You know, bar hopping, going all the, you know all the sights to see for her. It was so much fun. Like I, New York, like you. It's crazy because you'll never ever be able to experience that ever again in your lifetime or in, in our lifetime. This will never happen again. Like the odds of hopefully. Like, Todd please. I hope it does never happen again. I cannot do another COVID. I would, I am so, so ready for there to be a fucking vaccine. It's not even funny. Oh, watch out. Twitter says we're gonna get chips implanted in us. Good. I'll <laughs> plant a chip in me and I'm immune. I'm fine with that. <laughs> i take that. What are they gonna do with my data? Oh, it looks like he went to Whataburger again. Ah, oh, watch out. TikTok's
1: me. gonna already got all your data. Watch out.
0: I don't know what the, the Chinese government can have whatever the fuck they think they have on me. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't know what they want, but they can have it. They can just text me. I'll give them whatever data they want. I don't give a shit. They I was- still
1: think the the funniest part, though, is when you came back from New York and, like, a day or two after you got back, you weren't feeling so great. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot this, about this that. This dumbass actually went to New York and has COVID now. And he's just been casually living with me for the past few days. Like, no big deal.
0: And your parents are slightly older.
1: Yes. They're, like, low 60s. Yeah.
0: And I, I thought I had it. Like, I had all the symptoms. I had a fever. I was short of breath. I was struggling. Like...
1: I think a lot of it at a certain point was, like, you thinking... Like, it's I mental. W- it's like, mental. I, yeah, it's, like, it's the mentality. I have COVID. And you yeah. went... You got tested... That was an interesting experience for you getting tested right at the beginning of the outbreak.
0: Well, I actually didn't get that the test because Yeah. Well, I remember whenever it all happened, I had called like a hospital, because this is right when COVID started happening. And so I called a hospital and they were like, you know, what do you you know, we're we're like the, one of the few hospitals in Dallas that can get the test. You know, what are your symptoms? What's your age? All this stuff. And I'm talking to like the head of I don't know, the head of testing for this hospital, whatever the whatever the the, the thing's called. And she's like, "Well, honestly, you're young, you're healthy. We we can't test you. Like, you probably have it. You should definitely quarantine. We can't test you." So I start calling all these different hospitals, and then my my cousin is a um, is a doctor at her. They have a smaller like you know hospital that, that they run, and she was like, "Hey." You know, come in. I will test you. I will get you tested. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll pass you through this, whatever. And so I like, okay, you know, fuck it. You know, I should probably get tested. I have all the symptoms. I have a fever. At this point, the symptoms of COVID were very unknown, so they were like, you, you probably have it. It's probably for the best. You come get tested, and I can push you through to get tested. And I told you this, and you were like, well, fuck. You know, we were me, and because Sage, we went gone to New York together. She, and at that point. She probably had it. So if I tested positive, that means she most likely had it, which means you probably had it. And so we're like, which okay, Which everyone
1: that lived with Sage probably had it.
0: Yeah. So it was like, okay, this is going to suck. So I go to get tested and we pull up to the hospital and then are like, hey, call us when you get here. So like, okay. So I call them when I get there and they tell me, they're like, hey, okay, park in the back of the hospital and we'll come out and get you. Well, this nurse, like a full hazmat suit comes out, escorts me through the back door into this own separate room. And, and she tells me when we get in there, okay, you and I cannot leave this room until we get the results. And we are stuck here now. I'm stuck with you. You got me. Let's be buddies. We're going to hang out for a couple hours until we get the results back. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is going to be interesting. Let's see what happens. And I'm hoping I test negative. So I go back to work because at this point my office was still open. Little did I know a week later, my office would be closed for, you know, until the end of 2020, which is insane. But you know, we, you. also, we should talk about working from home versus working in the office in a second. But they're like, okay, so before we give you a COVID test, we have to test you for uh, the flu, for strep, something else. If you come back negative for all those things, then we can give you the test for coronavirus. I was like, okay, cool. So they give me the strep test. By far, my least favorite test. Have you ever had the strep test before? Yeah. It's awful. The the worst. They literally shove a thing in the back of your throat and like swab the punching bag a few times. And I'm like, <laughs> the whole time just gagging. <laughs> and she's like, well, if you don't like that, you're not going to like the coronavirus test. And I was like, oh, thanks. So I get that test. Comes back negative. They do one more test. Comes back negative. Like, okay, time for the flu test. All right, cool. Do the flu test, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And the whole time, me and this nurse are just kind of chilling. And she's like, man, if you have the coronavirus, this is going to fucking suck. And I was like, yeah, this is not fun for me either. But, you know, thanks for the optimism. <laughs> and as we're talking, yeah, you know, she's preparing me for the coronavirus test. So she goes, wipe your nose. We're talking about it. She's like, you know, you're a dumbass for going to New York, but you did it. So whatever. All of a sudden, we get a knock on the door, like a knock, knock, knock. He has the flu. And she was like, Oh thank God and it immediately rips off all her gear and everything. <laughs> and so that's the one time of my one time in my life that I was thankful that I had the flu. And so I called you guys and told everybody, Hey, I have the flu, we're good, we're good, we're good, you know, false alarm. You know, take my Tamiflu. flu, I get over, it's fine. But that was stressful. That was terrifying. I was I was like really freaking out, like, Oh, I fucked up. And this was before like people were even thinking about wearing masks, like masks weren't even a thing. Everything- I,
1: think it, I think it was hard at that point to get a mask like everyone yeah. was saying stop buying them so that people at like hospitals and shit could have them
0: yeah no one, like no one was really getting masks all the bars restaurants everything was still open like it wasn't really like coronavirus times yet it was like pre like the armageddon and it, i mean i got the flu got over it it was fine you know everything was cool but that was terrifying man i i really thought i had it and so my, my coworkers, my boss told me, you know, okay, you know, the end of the week, after you're done with the flu, you can come back to work. Well, then the next day they tell us, you know, we're not coming back to work, which is a good segue to, you know, how do you like working from home? Do you enjoy it? Do you miss the office at all? Or,
1: Uh, I mean, I think in certain aspects I do,
0: uh, I, I miss it. I miss going to work.
1: I miss, like, more of the social interaction, even though I really didn't have a whole lot in the first place in my office.
0: Well, you work with people that are older than you.
1: I, yeah, I work with a lot more people that are older than me. Most of them are in their, like, upper 30s and, like, 40s. Uh, and a lot of those people just want to come into work, sit down, get their work done, go home. Right? Uh, but... Just like in general, like if I had a question, since I was right in the cubicle, the cubicle next to my boss, I could just pop my head over the cubicle and be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like ask him yeah, a question. This, this and that. And he can answer it real quick. And you think like, okay, working from home, you just message him over like Microsoft Teams or well, whatever. Do you real think quick. you're
0: more effective working from home or no?
1: I think I am, mostly because I don't have to worry about uh having to try and look busy all the time. Cause that was a thing I had where, uh, you know, my work can keep me busy. Oh, that's all right. Day. Yeah. There's times where you or, can't like, do anything. I could be sitting around doing nothing for four or five hours straight, just kind of waiting for someone to get back to me or waiting for like a process to finish running. Yeah. And so I would always be trying to make it look like I'm busy to where if someone like higher up were to walk by other than my boss. Like my boss would understand if I wasn't doing something because he knew what I was doing, but I needed to try and look busy. As to now, it's just kind of like, okay, I have to sit here for four hours. Let's just watch YouTube, watch Netflix, yeah, do whatever.
0: Well, there's times where you have like things running in the background where you can't, you literally cannot do anything besides wait. Yeah, and so it's just crazy. If you would have told me, like you know, 2019 that mask would be a thing and all, like, all everything that's happening right now. That this would be happening. Like at New Year's, if
1: someone's like, yeah, this year's fucked. I would have told you you're
0: insane. I would have been like, oh, that's a funny fucking joke. All right. And, you know, on to the next one. But it's just insane to me how things have kind of played out. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, who could have ever thought that this would happen? Like,
1: how? I think the thing that still blows me away is, like, just how casual, like, other parts of the country are about it. Like, you just recently went to Florida Oh my God! And bro. you were like, everywhere you went, no one was wearing a mask.
0: It was when we were in Florida, and and, and granite granted, granted, yeah, granted, whatever. You know, whenever that part of Florida is a vacation hotspot. So when people are going there to vacation, the last thing they want to think about is COVID. So like the masks and everything are like you know not a thing really there, and like yeah some. Stores and restaurants would have signs out front like you know wear a mask, but I feel like seventy five percent of the places we went that were like pretty packed, there were no masks. No one gave a flying crap of COVID. Like no one cared. No one cared about anything. They were like we're on vacation. COVID doesn't exist. I'm like okay, you know on on vacation calories don't count. But on vacation COVID counts because I'm gonna go home and get COVID. I mean I'm gonna get COVID and go home. You know. <laughs> And Florida's a pretty big epicenter. and There's all, like, the whole debate of, like, you know, the the testing is, is swayed, and everyone has their own opinion on everything. I mean, everything. like,
1: considering my job, I do look at the data every day. I mean, like, I know, ta- like, everyone talks about COVID, but I think the thing most people overreact about is people start looking at how, like, the total test numbers, like, shot up and how the same day, like, reported cases went up. But like based on like how long some of these tests take to come in and depending on what the test is or, you know, if, yeah. if it's coming from Lubbock and it needs or, you know, out in the middle of random West Texas, it's not going to be nearly reported as fast as it is if you just went and got tested in a, down, yeah. a Dallas ho- hospital Well,
0: the rapid testing is what everyone should have. That like and it's expensive. And
1: it's not excessive, like accessible everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, like a couple. I think it was like one or two. It's definitely two or three episodes ago. We talked about how Addison got the rapid test, Mm. and it's it's two hundred bucks. That's not Not accessible. That's that's not easy. Because Addison's brother got it. I mean, honestly, I would be shocked if we have not had it. If I would be shocked if we have not had COVID by now. Yeah, and and
1: just had it and didn't even really we're that.
0: young, or we're healthy, there's no reason to show symptoms. You know, the, the biggest symptom that I've heard in our age group is, like, not having taste or smell. But, like, I haven't had that issue at all. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So, I mean, I just think it's so funny seeing how, like, the world has adapted. Like, this, like my the th- it's funny because the other day I was thinking about how... Could you imagine that, you know, how all the... All the fr- like, we were in a frat. You know, we were in SIGEP. And imagine, like, like, a Zoom frat party. Like, <laughs> everyone just... Doing like shots on Facetime. Someone's
1: got like neon lights. Other person's just like sitting there casually drinking a beer. Yeah, someone, like all the yeah. different. Imagine all the different <laughs> stereotypes of yeah. a party, just as a different perspective of each camera at the Zoom party. Well, we had
0: what was the frat that got is about to get kicked off campus because of the party they did on the on the on the lake? Did you hear about that? The Sigma Chi.
1: I mean, well, Data Kai's already off, so it wouldn't be Data Chi. Um,
0: well, I don't want to speak and be incorrect, but there was a, there's a there not was there is a frat.
1: It was Sigma Chi. I remember. Yeah, now. there's a frat. There was like a yeah. There's a lot of people. They're freaking pissed out off about it on like Twitter. And I mean, but that's typical. Unt Denton reaction type well, shit. I UN, understand people. UNT, being upset about
0: covid, but like, Unt is not made for frats. The the no, the, not the at style all. of their school and like their the people that go there. It's not a frat. We can talk culture. about like the bullshit
1: between. How the school handles fraternities, specifically at UNT, for hours. Because the amount of bullshit just in the time me and you were in the fraternity was ridiculous.
0: Oh my God. We're, we're like back to back to back to back to back probation champions?
1: No, it's just triple.
0: No, it was triple. And then we went on probation again.
1: Well, no, a lot of the times, like it's not act, like it's actually only been three probations, the other three times were just warnings. So it's not six probations, it was three. Because each probation is generally around a year to a year and a half.
0: Oh, my God, man. I, I, honestly.
1: The fact that we made a back-to-back probation. Is shocking. Like,
0: and back-to-back-to-back back is even more shocking. I, I'll be honest. I genuinely think in the next 10 years that fraternities, almost nationwide, will be gone.
1: See, I think they will still exist. I just think... a bit different. They will not be what they've always been portrayed to be. Because I think that's almost like the root of the problem is the way that media portrays fraternities, like all the movies and shit about it. Like There are fraternities that are like that. Don't get me wrong. But most fraternities in the United States that you go- end up going to end up, one, not having that many people to be like that or not having the money to do those kinds of things to where well, you just can't anymore.
0: Yeah. That's not, that's not how Either the world the school works. school
1: doesn't allow it or there's like tons of other outside factors where the, the Greek life that people go into college expecting is never the one they actually get. And too many people try and make it to be that well, way. And that's well, what gets them in trouble.
0: The problem is they go in with the expectation of like what they see in movies and like, yeah, that might've been the case. In the 80s. Yeah, back then?
1: The 80s was prime, like fraternity life stories and all that
0: shit. And, and like, that's all cool and all, but nowadays, you you just can't. And, like, for rightful reasons. Like, there's a lot of bad things have happened in fraternity life. And, like, thank God that I didn't have to go through any of those, like, horrific things. I've heard so many awful stories. And, like, you know, just thank God that, you know, obviously we don't have to go through that stuff that they had to go through. But I feel like a lot of guys, you know, going to college with the mindset, I'm going to join a fraternity and I'm going to rage like the movies. And that's just not how it is nowadays. Mm. That's, that's not how it works. And they try to emulate that and it just doesn't work well. Because, yeah. you know, the second you get one person that can rally a fraternity behind him to try to party like that, the campus, you know, UNT or wherever. If you, I
1: mean, you maybe get one good party out of it and then you're fucked.
0: Yeah. At, at what cost, though? You know, at what we've seen countless fraternities around us at UNT get kicked off.
1: It, it, like I think in a lot of cases, the thing that ends up getting them kicked off is it's just over years and years of time of doing getting caught for dumb small shit. Yeah, 100%. it just all racks up to the point where your rap sheet is several pages long. Sorry, at a certain point, your nationals can only protect you so much, and it's just like, okay, there's no saving you.
0: Well, it's not even that. I mean, the nationals, yeah, but, like, at at some point, the university has to look at you – because as a fraternity, you reflect on the university. And at some point, the university has to be like, it's not worth the liability to even have you here. Like, yeah, fraternities do a lot of good. In my opinion, they do a lot of good. You know, philanthropies, they raise a lot of money for a lot of good causes – They bring a lot of money into the school.
1: Yeah, a lot of the alumni always end up donating back. I give money
0: to the school. I give money to our organizations. You know, everyone, you know, that's the whole point of eternity is to do good. But it comes to a point where you have to weigh the pros and cons. And a lot of. Isn't
1: that DG's thing, do good?
0: Probably. Oh, wait, really? Oh, DG. I mean, it makes sense. Anchors, right? (laughs) Ah, Hey, (laughs) drop your anchors. Is that what their thing is? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. I used to know all the, the sorority secret handshakes, and I have just yet. I don't give a You it just up. mentally dumped all that info. Well, I, I I cleared up cash in my memory. <laughs> my, my cash and cookies were cleared when I graduated high, or high school, graduated college for the real world. And it's crazy. When you graduate, it's crazy. You're like, how how fast that life gets behind you. Like, it just, it's, it's quick where it's like, oh, well, it's gone now. And like, I'm, that was, that life was fun. And I'm upset. I joined Greek life as late as I did as a junior. But, you know, it comes to a point where, you know, that life has to go behind you. And I'm glad it's behind me.
1: See, that's why like, I still enjoyed going back. Like maybe like every weekend, every other weekend to go drink at those bars, you know, at Fry Street and whatnot. Uh, I was like, I could go back and hang out with all the people who were still in school.
0: You know what's crazy? And you know this, they opened during the COVID times, which we're still in. But
1: we were the first in lines when they reopened. Not even that. That was was a great time.
0: We were there the first couple weekends. They were the first weekend. After that, we didn't go back. But
1: you went back the the next weekend.
0: Okay. We were the first two. I was at the first two weekends. (laughs) Call me out. But the the following weeks, every bar was reporting cases on cases of COVID. It was so fast. And you have all these kids moving back into the dorms. There's dude, this is not gonna last. There's no way these kids have no restraints. And I say kids, and they're not kids. I was there, I was literally in their shoes like five, six years ago. And so I understand, but like holy crap, man. Like in that age. With this going on? That's got to be
1: so weird going into college for the first time and it's just like you have to instantly go straight into college level courses and it just all being online.
0: Cuz there's no way I the would,
1: in-person shit lasts. If I would, anyone if any of them even tried to attempt it.
0: I would just cheat my ass off. Online courses are so They've big,
1: gotten so intense with that now with like Really? Uh, I've heard
0: they have like webcams and shit now. Well, watch yeah, you.
1: they they uh, they've there's a lot of schools that have started shipping out a separate webcam that sits in the room and not just on the one on like the laptop. Like a 360 cam? I don't know if it's 360, but it's like you have to put it off to like the side of you to where they make sure you, really? you, know, like you don't have cheating materials around you. Wow. And if they don't do that, they have like uh they have like two proctors that are watching you. And like one is like watching your eyes and the other one is like watching to make sure that, like, maybe you aren't trying to do anything fishy on the actual computer.
0: I mean, I I understand it, you know, the integrity of the school and the testing system. But, like, what do you expect? If you're doing a test online, I actually heard a story. My sister, um, she was doing some, like, classes. She's still in high school, but they have, like, dual learning where you can do classes through a college. And one of her friends was doing a class through a college and was – Hardcore cheating. like this person was taking all of her tests for her, but the last test was a video. It was the final. It was on a video cam. Oh. you know you had to take it by yourself. So she was taking it, and it was going fine. And then after the test was done, you know, a couple of days later, she got an email. you know, you've been expelled. You have failed the class, you've been expelled, you got caught cheating. She's like, what? No, what happened? They sent her the the proof. You could hear the guy in the background saying, oh, for your first time doing a test by yourself in this class, you're doing pretty good. (laughs) I was like, you you idiots. (laughs) They didn't know they were recording the audio. I guess someone was, like, just sifting through it, you know, listening to the audio and and watching the video, and they they got her. But, I mean, what can you expect? I mean, you kind of have to. Uh, I mean, I did only –
1: Let's be honest, though. Even before it was all online, like, people still cheat regardless. Even in-person tests, people cheat. Yeah. Like, I remember there was a... Did you ever have to take that, like, super huge marketing class?
0: Yeah. With the resume thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, there's, like, 500 people.
0: It's an auditorium class. Yep. It's massive. And
1: I remember the day of tests, you know, you've got rows of, like, 10 people. And these people are coordinating who sits in which spot because they know, like, okay, there's four different versions. I'm going to make sure I sit here on the row in front of you to where I get the same test as you. And I know you know it and I really don't. So I can peek over your shoulder and see.
0: Do I tell you a workaround really quick? Uh, we did this. So I didn't do this. I would never, ever do this. But I knew people that did this. So in all my big classes like that, they'd have like a test, you know, A and B, sometimes A, B, and C. And like very, very rarely, like so seldomly, an A, B, C, and D test. But typically, it's an A and B test, and so if you're sitting in a row, I've never done this, but I've heard people do this, and if you're in a row, it's like A B A B A B, you know, just grab from the bottom of the pile, and the odds of you grabbing, you know, say the person left, you got a B.
1: See, that's when they started doing two different tones of paper. So, like in my class, when they did A and B tests, like A test is on yellow and B test green or something. Yeah, where you couldn't hide it. But the one thing I ended up finding out because I realized the person next to me in one time uh, was cheating off me was in most cases when they were doing A and B, they've just I realized a lot of them were just being lazy and they just cut the test in half and they flipped the order. Yeah. So or they were just changed the, like, the person they were just changed The, the person next to me, like the moment they got their test and they saw what was my first question they flipped to their page in the test. And find that question. Find that question, and they go through it. And they, they're following me as I go through the questions.
0: Yeah, I mean... Because they
1: don't... Most of the times, they're never rearranging the answer choices or anything like that. They so just flipped the question order.
0: Right of college. We have our degrees. Honestly, did you ever, ever cheat in college?
1: I, uh, I think the closest I got to cheating was I got pictures of the s- semester previous's test. And I had used that to study. Yeah. And uh, that, I, some basi- of the questions were reused, but like that content was never app- uh, like supplied to me
0: from. So, I don't know if you would call that cheating, though. like because what well, I did the same thing, but what differently. I mean, it
1: kind of is because some of the questions ended up being reused.
0: Well, so my thing that but I it's would- like
1: it's a hundred question test. If if I knew the answer to four of them ahead of time, like it's not. Affecting whether or not I pass or fail.
0: Well, so as a, like I was a com major, and like once you get to the higher level communications classes, the group of people are pretty slim. Like you know, especially whenever That's I what it
1: was for me, whenever my group, I was like,
0: a yeah, whenever I was a com major though, like com has gotten way more popular. Whenever I was a com major, it wasn't very popular. So like the people I went through com college with, especially like our like our you know, graduate or you know like not the graduate, like you know the high level courses, like especially the senior level courses we're all tight. We still talk to this day. And so whenever we were doing those classes, even before we, you know, I would know that this person had the class before me and would have it like on a Tuesday, I have the class on a Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. And so we had a big giant communications group message and they'd be like, Hey, you know, this is kind of what the test is over. And so we would know to study that material harder. Never did I ever go into a test, you know, you know, blatantly looking over cheating. That's 100 percent cheating. But yeah, I think
1: looking over and cheating. Uh, one thing that was big for me was that's uh, irritating. That's annoying. I was, it was that, right that's when, that's like, blatant like
0: copyright cheating. Type one, shit. Of,
1: one of the things that I thought was interesting because it was one of the it was right when like Apple watches had become popular Mainstream. to the point where like everyone generally had one. Is yeah. the professors would obviously take your phones up, but they wouldn't take your Apple Watch away and you're still like 10 feet away from the phone so the watch still works.
0: Yeah, you can still text and look at your photos and stuff. Right,
1: and everyone would just flip their Apple Watch to face the inside of their arm instead of on the outside of their arm. And they would just be like checking answers and whatnot. Uh, You know, like maybe, you know, they're taking the class on Thursday and their friend took the class on Tuesday and...
0: So, they had like screen grabs of the textbook or something.
1: Yeah. And so they could, I saw have that. Like a I saw that a lot. Like when that. I was in
0: college, that was a common thing. And they would, it was so funny because those same teachers would like take hat turned around backwards, no water bottles, all that shit. But then, like, the one, it, I can literally Google, I could like ask Siri off my watch, Like, I could literally Google anything off this, and you're not gonna take that. But my hat has to be on backwards, water bottle on the ground, everything. I don't know. I think when teachers, also, my mindset of cheating is, you know, I could try to cheat, but I feel like I would, I would spend so much effort trying to cheat where I could just fucking study and I would pass. Why not just put in it like, you know, three, four, five, six hours into studying yeah. where if I was really going to have to cheat that hard, I don't see it working out. And if you get caught, you could get expelled and you can't go to college again cuz no college will admit you because you have a cheating record.
1: The the thing I think that made a lot of people resort to cheating in some of the classes I took is it wasn't so much like read this textbook and just remember what it says to like figure out what like a dictionary or bolded, you know, term yeah, yeah, means. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, you can't do that. Is it was like it's was generally like Apply this knowledge that you've learned to this random question you've never been asked before.
0: That's the best kind of testing,
1: right? And so when you've got those and like maybe you only kind of grasped the topic, I could see why like people were going to the extent they were going to to try and make sure like instead of getting getting like a uh, a sixty, they got a seventy.
0: Oh, dude! The the biggest thing that would get me so irritated. Is the fucking person that would ruin the curve? Fuck you and all your friends. If you ruin the curve for a test, you're the worst. And there's always that. Especially
1: one at those higher level courses when there's yes, like eighteen bro. people yes. in the class, and you got the one kid that gets a hundred and six because he got both bonus questions right and all the other questions right.
0: That's nuts. I could not imagine. And I always I got pretty much A's and B's, a couple C's in college, and I worked my ass off. But there are those kids. Every every single course, you know the the all A's every time, dude. The cum laude A story. Oh God. <laughs>
1: no, we talked about it the last time I was Oh, on. that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. You liar, right, right. you liar, son of a bitch. I that only is. got. I wasn't even upset when I found out you did that. I was more of like you, you dirty slimy motherfucker, because I actually got it.
0: But who else besides me would do that? No one. Exactly. That's yeah. just
1: that's a you thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a Carter move right there. I'm so proud of myself for that. And it's so funny. I debated the fuck out of my family because my entire family, when I saw them after I graduated, even they were texting me like, you didn't tell us you got cum laude? Oh, my God. (laughs) Or was it? Yeah, the the lowest form is cum laude. Oh, my God. I can't believe you, you didn't tell us. What a great surprise. We're so proud of you. And I was like, don't get too excited. They're like, what? And I saw them after graduation doing pictures and everything. They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I didn't get cum laude. I wrote that in and they fucking said it. And so, I mean, it's just, I just can't believe they said it. But the, the person that's reading off those slips has no time to think. They're just reading it. Yes. And so when, like, he, when you're
1: going through like a, several hundred people and just trying to burn through them real quick, they're just reading exactly what they see and going.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he had literally probably 0. 0.4 seconds to think about saying it and was like, fuck it. It says it on the paper, I'm going to say it and just said it. And I was like, all right, whatever. Because I mean, for all he knows, I got cum laude status like the day before when the grades got posted. He has no idea if I actually earned it or not. He's like, okay, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they told him to write it in. You know, who knows?
1: Well, I mean. Because you
0: earned it. What Did you get cum laude or Suma or what did you get?
1: Cum laude. It was uh
0: What is that? A, a, a 3.5? It was
1: a 3.5 to a 3.6.9. After I, had that, like, so I had like a 3.65 or something So a
0: like 3.7 is a what? Something cum laude. I know. I Magna? know Magna? I know a 4.0 is a, is a summa cum laude. Yeah, it's
1: Magna is the in-between. Magna it's, and then suma. It's like 3.7 seven to a uh, like a 3.89.
0: My uncle had a 4.0 until his last semester. He got 1B. He had a 3.95 or something like that.
1: At UNT, it's anything 3.9 or above.
0: I it was a 3.87 or... It was pretty close. Like he, I mean,
1: I got pissed, too, because, like, the the thing that... Because I was going in the, the last semester, I had, like, a 3.7. And one of my classes, I got, like, an 84. Oh, And, like, uh, based on, like, all the other grades I got to, it dropped it to a... Like a 365, and I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. You don't
0: know how many times I would go to my teacher's office just to make friends with them, to help them love me more, and convince them to give me that A slash B.
1: Oh, well, see, I also hated some of those kids that would do that, that got so buddy-buddy, where they're just... It got to the point where the amount of ass-kissing had gone too far, and I was just like, please stop.
0: You have to be very cool about it. You can't be obnoxious. You can't be, like, too much. You have to be like – well, my biggest thing, too, like, for anyone that's still listening at this point, you know, a minute 15 in, the, if there's any advice I can give to any college student is in the, within the first week or two of class, go up. Shake your professor's hand. Well, don't shake their hand now with COVID. But like, give them a little elbow touch, and introduce them so they have a face to your name. Because they will feel a lot worse failing you if they know who you are. Whereas if they have no idea who the fuck you are, they don't give a shit about failing you. At the end of the semester, when it comes, it's like you know the final. It's the final countdown. Whatever. Like it's time to like really make a do or die. It's a lot easier to go to them at the final of the year and be like, Hey, you remember me? You know, that guy has been like actually trying. I've been to like a lot of your classes. I've been talking to you. Help me out. Whereas if you've not talked to them once until the very final of the semester, at that point they know you're just trying to get the passing grade or trying to get the bump, the bump up to a B or the bump up to the A. So that's that's my big. To end it on to end the podcast on this, that's my advice, Blake. If you have any advice for anybody, either going into or in college right now, what would your piece of advice be?
1: Probably. Just to procrastinate, but procrastinate like in a smart way. To the point where I got to the point. I know I'm repeating myself, but just don't wait until the last last moment. Like, false set a weird due the second date. second so like, Yeah, if it's if it's due on Saturday, set it in your calendar as Friday to where like you're cramming to get it done Friday. And if you actually don't finish it, you still kind of have something to do, yeah. time to do it Saturday. That's the only advice I have, is lie to yourself to make you think you get it done on time.
0: I mean, me and you did that religiously. Yes. It's like, if it's, if it's due Monday... Because the last thing
1: you want is like yeah. to have plans for a night and be like, fuck, this is due at midnight, and I have an hour and 15 minutes. And you're having to run back home, log on to your computer and like
0: That's the worst. do
1: this quiz, well, just and know, it's, you know, ten yeah. percent of your grade.
0: If you wait until the last day, it's probably not gonna get done. And if it gets done, it's gonna be half assed. I would say always schedule to finish it the day before the last day. So say it's due on like the twenty second. Have it scheduled in your mind to have it done the twentieth. Worst case scenario, it gets on the twenty first.
1: I love that voice correct, by
0: the way. I was doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all right. To anyone that made it this far, we appreciate you, Blake. As always, thank you for coming on. It's been a f it's been a pleasure. We've killed uh what, how many white claws and trulies through the course of this hour and a uh, 15 minutes? About
1: yeah, I'd say like um, six, eight.
0: That's a good number. That's a good round number. So all right. Until next time. Roll the outro music. Yeah, yeah. When I'm in Texas, hop in the back of the truck. I got a bag and a buck. Ended up bagging them up.